Welcome back to the Entertainment Goes Pop podcast, where all things entertainment meet all things pop culture, meaning all these topics are fair game, whether it's TV, movies, music, sports, video gaming, all fair game for discussion on this podcast. This week I've got discussion on the CW show renewals, and the NBA All-Star voting is in for its week one results, and some other topics on this week's edition of the podcast. The CW has hit us with its big annual wave of renewals for a lot of their shows. Um, If you're not familiar, the CW pretty well does this every year where they just send you a big wave of renewals all at once. And they usually do it about around this time, like usually way before uh, the actual time, you know, when it gets, gets close to the end of the season. So let's look through here and see which shows have been renewed. All-American has been renewed for Season 4. Batwoman has been renewed for Season 3. The Charmed reboot has been renewed for Season 4. In the Dark, Season 4. Nancy Drew, Season 3. Roswell, New Mexico, Season 4. That is the show that is the reboot off the original Roswell Uh, back from 99 and aired until 2002, I believe. I believe I'm right there. That was one of my favorite shows ever. That's why I'm so familiar with it. I have not watched the reboot, though. I haven't checked that out. I I didn't know what to make of it. I I don't know. I just love the original so much. I just didn't know if the reboot was something I would be wanting to check out. You know, you just don't know how the second one is going to be. Uh, compared to the original. Riverdale, very popular on the CW, has been renewed for season six. Walker has been renewed for season two. Dynasty renewed for season five. Legacies renewed for season four. And here comes my two shows out of the Arrowverse. The Flash renewed for season eight. And DC's Legends of Tomorrow renewed for Season 7, which is crazy to think that Legends is already at Season 7. It just does not feel like it's been on air for that long. So, good news to hear that I've got some Arrowverse shows going here that are going to be continuing after you know they announced that Supergirl was going to be ending after this current season. You know, I was definitely getting concerned about some of these other Arrowverse shows. So, good to know that Legends has been renewed. The Flash has been renewed. And, of course, you've got Superman and Lois. You know, you've got that that uh, show that's getting ready to get going. But, yeah, the CW, they do this every single year to where that's kind of become their tradition now is that they just hit you with a wave of renewals out of nowhere And then you look in the mix and look for your shows, and I am very happy to see two of mine in here. And there's some other shows in this list that I would like to check out and watch. I just haven't gotten to them. So, yeah, my Arrowverse fandom is happy with a Flash and Legends renewal. The snowstorm in the Northeast provided some fun talk show content this week as I watched a lot of the shows uh, based out of the New York City area. Of course, I watched Live with Kelly and Ryan and watched The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy actually started his show out in the snow and he 
he said, this is ironically probably one of the more normal shows that we're going to have had in the last year, which which is very true. I mean, you think about New York City, goodness gracious, uh, poor New York City's just been hit just wave after wave of something, you know, for the last year. So just the snowstorm is the is the latest thing. So uh, he did his show working around the snowstorm, and Kelly and Ryan did the same thing. Their show was very entertaining to where they sent uh, Ryan Seacrest out into out onto the sidewalk and had him interview people. It reminded me of back in the day when uh, Regis would go out and talk to people out on the street, and uh, Ryan was out there interviewing people, and it was a lot of fun. And at one point, he, he asked one person, it was a group that was walking by, and he was talking to them, said if uh would you do so snow angels with me and they're like yeah sure so him and a woman are out there doing snow angels in the snow on the sidewalk of new york city it was pretty funny pretty entertaining so and then of course when he was coming back in they got like an announcement that come over that said yeah they're shutting down traffic in uh, new york city until like six o'clock in the morning the next morning so kelly's like yeah we're gonna have to tell him when he gets back in there and Ryan said, well, looks like I guess I'm going to be walking home. <laughs> so that's one thing that was going on there. Uh, the Tonight Show had some interesting things going on this week. One was a definite tease of some new Justin Timberlake music. Uh, of course, Justin was on there promoting his new new movie that's on Apple TV+. Plus. And, of course, Apple TV Plus did record numbers for this past weekend with his movie and then some other TV shows that launched with their second season. Their numbers were up by like 33%, I think, from average viewers. So that was their uh, biggest numbers ever. So he was on there promoting that. And Jimmy asked him, he said, is there a possibility that there's going to be a new Justin Timberlake album in the works? And Justin said, yeah, we can say that. So there's something very exciting, because when he said that, I thought, well, that's a definite tease of something in the works here that we can look forward to. That was basically a guarantee, I think, we got there. So that's something very exciting. And, of course, last night, Drew Barrymore was on there. And, of course, I love their movie, Fever Pitch, that they starred in years ago. So anytime I get Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore reunited, that's a lot of fun. And uh, they had a lot of fun with their segment last night where they were talking about Drew's talk show and they did a Mad Lib segment that was funny. And so anytime I can get Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore together reunited, that's always fun. So yeah, it's been a fun talk show week as they work around the craziness that is the snowstorm. Jeopardy continues to name guest hosts that will be stepping in to host the show after the passing of Alex Trebek. Of course, we've already had Ken Jennings that's in there now. He's been doing guest hosting on there. He's going to be followed by executive producer Mike Richards. Katie Couric is on the way. Aaron Rodgers, Bill Whitaker, and Mayim Bialik are the ones that have already been announced. They have announced a few more names here. It's going to be Dr. Oz, Anderson Cooper, Savannah Guthrie, and Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who is going to be all serving as guest host on Jeopardy! upcoming. Talked recently about Lady A getting the surprise 
about being inducted into the Grand Ole Opry as members. And I also talked about how that this happened during a taping of the Grand Ole Opry 95 Years of Country Music special that was being taped that night. We now have more information on it. It is going to air Sunday, February 14th on Valentine's Day from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time on NBC. It's going to feature Kelsey Ballerini, Dirks Bentley, Garth Brooks, Kane Brown, Lady A, Little Big Town, Carrie Underwood, Old Crow Medicine Show, Brad Paisley, Dolly Parton, Darius Rucker, Blake Shelton, Marty Stewart, and Trisha Yearwood. So this will be a two-hour special that is going to uh, air on NBC. It's going to also have some archival footage, including interviews, performances, and appearances. So it's going to be just a big 95-year celebration to where they have a lot of performance of current stars, but they're also going to recognize, you know, the stars of the past and everything in the, in the history of the Opry. So this will be a very fun show to watch. I look forward to checking that out. One of the hardest things on an entertainment level to find in the last year, especially during the pandemic, has been to find a Nintendo Switch. That has been something that I have seen so many people like basically put out all points bulletins on like looking for a Nintendo Switch. If you find one, let me know. You know, I've seen so many people, friends of mine and people on beyond that, that have just been looking so hard trying to find a Nintendo Switch. And there's a reason for that because it's very popular. And the news came out this week that the Switch has officially outsold the Nintendo 3DS and that it is sold just under 80 million units, which puts, puts the Switch up very high now on Nintendo systems sold of all time. And this is something that Nintendo really needed because the Wii U was just... A failure. You know, the Wii U just did not perform very well at all and was just not very popular among consumers. So the Nintendo Switch was something that they really needed to perform and be successful. And it really has. I mean, if you are somebody that has been wanting a Nintendo Switch and you see just the craziness that it has been trying to get one, you know, you knew right there that it was popular. And, you know, they've done... They did the Mario Kart 8 uh, combo edition that they did around Thanksgiving, Christmas that they released for Black Friday. And that was a hard thing to find, too. There was a lot of websites crashing and a lot going on with people trying to be able to track one of those down. I know this for fact because I was working my brains out trying to get one as well, and I did get one. But I really had to work at it myself, you know, looking around online and trying to be there at the right time to try to make sure I got one myself. And I love my Nintendo Switch. It's really an awesome thing to play. And I've just had a lot of fun, fun using it. So with this Switch news, this helped Nintendo to announce that they had had their best quarterly earnings since 2008. And the Switch sold 11.6 million units over the Christmas holidays, which was up 7% from last year. So this definitely showed the popularity of the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be 
cool to see how much it goes up from here because I don't see any kind of a slowdown on it yet. It's still very popular, has a lot of fans, a lot of people involved, so it's only up here for the Nintendo Switch. I want to see what their numbers continue to do from here. The first returns are in for NBA All-Star voting. Again, these are the dates when you're going to be getting your voting results here. Of course, today, Thursday, February 4th, Thursday, February 11th, and then after that, TNT is going to reveal the All-Star starters on the evening of Thursday, February 18th, which will be during TNT NBA tip-off. And then also TNT is going to announce the NBA All-Star Reserves as selected by NBA head coaches on the evening of Tuesday, February 23rd. So this is the first round of the NBA All-Star voting. So I thought we would go over this list and kind of see where everybody is. And I guess I need to point this out. Once again, here is how the voting is going to go. I'm going to read this off the, off the press release with it where they talked about NBA players and media will join fans in selecting the NBA All-Star starters. Fans will account for 50% of the vote while all current players and a media panel will account for 25% each. So, and then players and media will be able to complete one ballot featuring three front court players and two guards from both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So that is what we are going by. So the thing to remember with all-star voting is that there's going to be two guards, three front court players. This is kind of the way they've adjusted to, because the old school way of doing it was you voted for two guards, two forwards, one center. And the reason they're doing it this way is just because the the center spot is just there's not a whole lot of actual centers in the NBA. That's something that's really been talked about in recent years, especially when you get to All Star voting, is that the lack of centers to pick from. So what they did instead was we've got two guards and then they open it up to three front court players to where it can just be anybody, you know, that's in the front court where you could have technically you could have three forwards, you know, as your front court. So there you go. So, OK, let's run down. Let's start with the West. So the leading vote getter. Let me check this real quick. Yep, he is the leading vote getter overall. LeBron James is the lead vote getter of all the front well, not just the front court of the West, but he's the leading vote getter all around all of NBA All-Star voting. He has 2,288,676 votes. Let me see who is actually second. I'm going to guess. Oh, it's not who I would have guessed. Kevin Durant is the second place. I was going to go with Giannis. I figured Giannis was that. So that's interesting. It could very well be Kevin Durant versus LeBron James in... Uh, in the all-star picking. If you're not familiar with what they do, I assume, I don't know what they're going to do. Let me hit this first. There continue to be reports that the all-star game is going to take place on March the 7th in Atlanta. There's also rumblings that a lot of reports that are saying that they're going to do a skills competition on the same day, possibly. 
So maybe they're all going to do, they're going to just do all-star events all in one day. So, but the way that they have always done the all-star selections here in the last couple of years, right? Yeah, last two years they've done this. Uh, The leading vote getter in the East, leading vote getter in the West will meet together and they will do a draft. They'll do a draft pick of who they want to select to their to uh, to their teams, and it's been very entertaining. Actually, the the two times that they have done it, uh, well, last year it was Giannis and LeBron, so that just kind of seemed like that's the way that was going to continue to go. And then the year before that, it was also LeBron and Giannis, unless my brain is completely quit on me, which is completely possible. So. This would be the first time, if these votes continue to go the way they're going, it will be Kevin Durant on the East uh, drafting a team against LeBron James for the West. So that would be a definite switch-up. Interesting that Durant's over Giannis. Uh, and pretty by a pretty good margin, too. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so let's start over here in the West. The front court, LeBron James, number one. Number two is Jokic from Denver. That's pretty awesome and very deserving because Jokic is having just a crazy awesome year for Denver. And I know this because he's on my fantasy basketball team. And he's actually ranked number one on Yahoo with fantasy players right now. So he is sitting under LeBron. So there's a pretty good margin between both of them, around 800,000 votes. Uh, Jokic has 1,477,975 votes. Underneath him in third place is Kawhi Leonard, 1,285,777 votes. So we'll continue down the front court here. Further on down, fourth place, Anthony Davis which is fourth place for the Lakers, 1,192,881. Paul George, fifth place, 549,280. So there's a big drop-off in votes between fourth and fifth with Davis and Paul George. Sixth place, Zion Williamson is up there in sixth place. The talented second-year star, Zion has 411,668. 7th place, Andrew Wiggins, 264,781. 8th place, Christian Wood from Houston, 261,009 votes. Christian Wood is a guy that he's been very under the radar, and he's just having this very good season in Houston. Uh, There was a segment on uh, NBA on TNT lately to where... uh, Shaq had no idea who he was, <laughs> and uh, it was, and that was kind of the thing where it's like you better start to learn who he is because he's starting to play very well. He's been uh, he's he's a player that more and more people are talking about as this season is going along. So uh, you're definitely going to be hearing Christian Wood's name quite a bit. Brandon Ingram, two hundred thirty thousand three hundred eighty seven votes, sitting in ninth place. Tenth place, Carmelo Anthony who has had a, had a resurgence up there in Portland, playing for the Blazers with 179,310 votes. It's an interesting top 10. Uh, yeah, I would... It's kind of surprising a little bit that Anthony Davis is below 
Kawhi Leonard just because of Laker Nation. Of course, that, there's not very many votes between them, so that could very well change. I'm a little surprised that Zion is not a little higher. Like, I could see Zion climbing up to fifth place because there's just so much hype on him that you think fans would really want to see him in the All-Star game. So let's go over to the guards. Steph Curry with a huge advantage for number one among guards. He has 2,113,178 votes to second place, which is Luka, who has 1,395,719 votes. So there's about 800,000 votes between them. Then there's a pretty decent drop-off. I don't know. Yeah, a pretty decent little drop-off between uh, second and third. Damian Lillard is here with 998,853 votes. Then there's a significant drop-off to fourth place, which is Ja Morant with 257,743. So fifth place, Donovan Mitchell with 236,850 votes. Devin Booker in sixth with 173,755 votes. Chris Paul coming in there. Chris Paul's had a he's had a good like resurgence between Oklahoma City and now Phoenix. He's uh, he's had quite the career comeback. You know, after things really didn't work out in Houston, uh, Oklahoma City and Phoenix has really been a resurgence for him. He's in seventh with 128,127 votes. McCollum up there in Portland has 104,965 votes for 8th place. Alexander from OKC, 99,286 votes. Clay Thompson is 10th with 99,094 votes. Uh, that's kind of... So Clay has yet to play a game, and he's not going to play a game. Uh, of course, he got injured in the preseason. Actually, it wasn't even the preseason. He got injured before the preseason, right? I don't even think he played preseason basketball. So he's yet to play a game. And this is kind of why they, the NBA has changed the all-star voting a lot with how they do it. Because, you know, you'd have fans that would push for players that were injured and put them in the all-star game. And or they'd put a revolution behind a player, you know, and just try to shove him into the All Star game as an NBA All Star starter. And so the league changed the rules on how they did it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you've got that with Clay Thompson. He's def, of course, he's an All Star. Good grief, of course, he's an All Star. He's an incredible player, but he's injured, you know. So. So let's jump over here to the East. You know, I already said that Kevin Durant leading the way for the East, uh, 2,302,705 votes. Second place in the front court is Giannis with 1,752,185 votes. So there's about oh, 500, 500 to 600,000 votes in between them. Uh, third place, Joel Embiid, 1,584,028. So there's a pretty big drop-off between third and fourth. Uh, fourth place, Jason Tatum, eight, 822,151. 
Uh, fifth and sixth, here comes the Miami players with Jimmy Butler with 327,929. Bam Adebayo, 307,498 votes. They are very close, the two Miami Heat players. Then you got Sabonis in here at seven. 186,275. That guy is just a stat stuffer. I know because he is another one of my fantasy basketball players that has played very well this year, just putting up crazy numbers for Indiana, just kind of under the radar there. You have Julius Randle from New York with the New York Knicks, 175,325 votes. Gordon Hayward, from Charlotte, 159,767 votes. Jeremy Grant playing some underrated basketball for the Detroit Pistons, 134,487. Uh, just, of course, not a lot of attention on the Pistons up there with uh, with their team. If they've got some talent on that team, you know, they're just uh, kind of stuck down there record-wise and all. Uh, let's go to guards. We have Bradley Beal leading the way. That's interesting. This is interesting how this is uh, lining up here. Bradley Beal leading the way with the guards with 1,273,817 votes. Second place Kyrie Irving with 1,093,611 votes. Excuse me. Third place, James Harden, 1,014,763, so that is close. Fourth place, Jalen Brown, 590,195. Zach Levine, Chicago Bulls, 486,547 votes at fifth. Trey Young from Atlanta, 368,126. Colin Sexton from Cleveland, 207,218. Derek Rose from Detroit, 183,899. Number nine, Russell Westbrook, 137,641 votes. Look how far Russell Westbrook is down the all-star voting. That's pretty amazing. Uh, number 10, Ben Simmons from Philadelphia, 117,993 votes. So if Things hold the way they are now. I mean, the front court here looks pretty set. I don't see, I just don't see Jason Tatum catching up to the top three here. It just seems like that's a pretty solid front court. That's going to be KD, Giannis, and Embiid. There's your front court in the East, unless the votes really get cha get uh, get to changing. Uh, and, of course, the guards with Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. I mean, James Harden's knocking right on that door. He is barely behind Kyrie Irving. So, and then from there, I mean, between third and fourth with James Harden and Jalen Brown, there's a big drop-off. So, for the guards in the east, it looks like it's going to be Bradley Beal, and then it'll be one of those Brooklyn Brooklyn guards with Kyrie or James Harden. So, I mean, let's look down at this list. Of course, Chicago, Zach Levine playing just awesome basketball in Chicago. There's a huge movement for uh, Zach Levine to get onto this NBA All-Star team this year. There was a lot of people that felt like he should have been on last year. Uh, of course, Trey Young, definite star down there in Atlanta. Uh, Colin Sexton. This guy is going to get more and more on your radar 
in Cleveland. He is a very good young player. Derrick Rose, I mean, that's that's an awesome comeback story that he's had going in Minnesota and now over to Detroit. There was a huge desire among me and many people wanting Derrick Rose in that all-star game last year in Chicago. Um, but yeah, I mean, Derrick Rose has really played well here lately, and he's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things if he can just stay stay healthy, you know, he's playing well, and I just want to see him succeed so bad. Russell Westbrook down here in nine is really pretty crazy. I mean, he's not even close to, uh, I mean, there's a hundred, well, there's a, wow. Yeah, I mean, the numbers aren't even close here to how far he's fallen down. It just kind of tells you just how much his stock has kind of fallen in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know really what to make of that. Because, I mean, I think with things not working out in Houston, that probably hurt him quite a bit. And just kind of the drama there. And he's just switched teams so many times here in the last couple of years. So, I don't know. Just He's a star-studded player, though. But very surprising to see him this far down in the all-star voting. So those are the vote numbers. So let's look at it again. In the West, it's LeBron, it's Jokic, and then from there it's going to be between Kawhi and AD. You know, on which of those two can pull ahead there. And then from there, I mean, there's just a major drop-off, so there's going to have to be some big-time voting changes that happen there. And then with the guards, you've got Steph Curry. He's way out in front. And then Luka, who has a pretty significant lead on Damian Lillard. And, you know, again, there's a drop-off there with between Lillard and Ja Morant, uh, third and fourth. Uh, yeah, Ja Morant, I'm just I'm looking forward to... He's, he's an all-star, period, bottom line. He's an all-star, and he should be picked as an all-star reserve. So it's good to see him up there in the mix of the top guards in the West. I think that's, that's a lot of respect being given there, especially second-year player. So yeah, there you go. That is the first week of the results of the NBA all-star voting We'll have to see how it plays out in week two. But, I mean, it looks pretty solid here unless there's some major vote swings to where some of these teams and fan bases see that. You already see, like, the Bulls with Zach Levine numbers today. They're like, we got work to do. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to see a lot of these teams get behind their players and try to shove them up here in the, in the all-star voting. But, yeah, we'll get back into it next week when the Week 2 All-Star voting results come out. That is it for this week's podcast. Take care, God bless, and thank you so much for listening.